Hey guys, Seth here on Modern Da Vinci, continuing our podcast series on how to get better results from your negotiation. Today we're going to talk about a very, very simple concept, but one that's also critical and one that, quite frankly, people really screw up and it results in them making knuckleheaded decisions in negotiations. Specifically, it results, if, if they don't know how to do this strategy we're going to talk about today, it results in them either walking away from what really is a good deal or potentially accepting a deal or reaching an agreement that is not the best option that you had in front of you. And so those are two things we all like to avoid. And so there's a strategy to help you not make that mistake. What it's called, and it's all part of how you prepare for your negotiations, is coming up with your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Right? This concept comes straight out of the principled negotiation method that's uh, outlined in the book Getting to Yes from the Harvard Project on Negotiation. What does this mean? Your best alternative to a negotiated agreement is essentially the option that if you cannot reach agreement or if you're unsure about the quality of the agreement you're about to reach, it's the option that you know that you have to compare the results of the agreement to. In other words, if I don't accept the agreement in front of me or I am at an impasse in the agreement in front of me, having very specific clarity on what other alternate choices out there that I am going to have in front of me. Okay, so this is really like understanding what your walkaway point is. If you don't know this, if you don't come into a negotiation with a pretty clear view on what that is, you really have no way of judging whether or not the deal in front of you is good or not. You don't have anything to compare it to. So two things we want to do. One, take some steps as we get ready for a negotiation to come up with our best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And we also want to probably try to take a crack at figuring out what the other party, the one that you're negotiating with, what's their best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Okay. So how do you come up with this? It's a really simple process. First thing you're going to do is simply list out all your alternatives. You're just going to ask yourself the question, if no deal comes from this, what are all my options? The next thing you're going to do is take each of those options and you're going to assign some kind of value to those. Okay, it might be financial, time, uh, quality, benefits, anything. Then after doing that, you're going to pick the option, the one that you will pursue that's the best value to you if, in fact, the negotiation you're in the middle of fails. Okay, And once you know what that option looks like and you know the value of that option, when you are in the negotiation, you will be able to look and say, is this deal that's in front of me right now and the value of this deal that's in front of me right now better or worse than my best alternative? If it's better than your best alternative, and that's as far as you can get, you should take it. If it's worse, you should walk away. So it's pretty simple. And it's not a complicated process to come up with it. It just takes a little discipline, a little planning. But if you screw this up, you're likely to end up either taking a bad deal or walking away from a good deal. Okay, so let's look at an example that really illustrates how important it is to have a plan B, to know what your best alternative is, so that you can 
truly assess the options on the table and decide what's the best solution for you. Let's say you're a partner in a business. You're a 50% owner and you have one other partner who's also a 50% owner. Your partner has come to you and expressed interest in buying your share in the business. And the timing is great because you're also thinking about selling and moving on to another exciting business venture. So it seems like this is going to work out great. Your first step is to go get an independent valuation of the business. And when that comes back, it's $10 million. So you're feeling good about that and you're expecting an offer from your partner of around $5 million. Instead, your partner comes in with an offer of only $3 million. Now, after some negotiation back and forth, the offer increases to $3.5 million, but your assessment and what your partner's telling you is this as high as they're going to go. You're not going to get more than $3.5 million from this transaction from your partner. And your initial thought is, hey, forget this. It's a bad deal. I've got a piece of paper that says my share here is worth $5 million. I'm getting an offer of only $3.5 million. So I'm leaving $1.5 million on the table, and I feel bad about that. I'm ready to walk away, or I'm going to get upset about this and be frustrated, and the negotiation comes to an end. Now, one thing that's important in this scenario is that if you do, in fact, reject the deal, there is a clause in the operating agreement of the business that states that the sale value will be determined by a third-party arbitrator. And so your thought is, well... I probably should go ahead and invoke this clause because surely an arbitrator would come in and say, well, if this is a $5 million valuation, it's been done by a third party that's considered fair and objective, then how could the arbitrator say that $3.5 million is fair? So you're getting ready to pull the trigger on that option. That's what you feel emotionally uh, that you'd like to do, but you take a step back And you said, you know, before I make this choice, let me at least evaluate my options. So just like the post explains, and just like the podcast explains, step one, you need to identify your alternatives. And in this case, you really have three. Number one is just flat out reject the offer and stay in the business. Now, when you really think about this, you realize, no, I've made up my mind. I'm ready to move on. And I have a really, really unique opportunity with this new venture, and it's time sensitive. So the option of rejecting the deal and staying in the business is very unattractive to you right now. Now, a second option would be to try to find another buyer. And you do a little research on that, but what you're finding is you don't have any other buyers right now. And based on your research, it looks like it would be very difficult and time-consuming to find one. And because of that, you're likely going to miss your window of opportunity with your new venture. So you also see finding another buyer as a very unattractive option. Now then, of course, as we said, your third option to the 3.5 million that it's on the table is to go to arbitration. Now, compared to options one and two, this is clearly your best plan B. But you realize, you know, I I probably need to do a little more research to make sure I really understand how this is going to work. And after consulting some experts and doing a little historical research, you find two things. There is a precedent in similar recent cases of the arbitrators awarding only 80% of that third-party value, okay? For whatever reason, there's a history of these arbitrators that have done these similar deals discounting 
the third-party value and awarding only 80% of the independent valuation. And then when you look into the fine print, you realize that the arbitrator takes a 20% fee of the final assessed value. So just doing some very quick math, if the arbitrator, if you assess it's likely that you're only going to get 80% of the $5 million, which drops it down to $4 million, and then the arbitrator is going to take a 20% fee of that $4 million, you're only going to end up with $3.2 million, or at least that seems like the most likely outcome. So you create a reserve value of $3.2 million based on this history and this data points. So when you look at that, the negotiated offer of $3.5 million, the one that you have on the table, is better than your plan B of $3.2 million. And in this case, after having evaluated your options, you should take the deal. It's better than the likely outcome of arbitration. It's better than your other options. And that runs counter to your original instinct that $3.5 million was not a fair offer. Okay? So you still may not love what you got out of the negotiation, but because you had some data, you could know and sleep at night knowing that you probably made the best decision based on everything you knew. Again, you know, oversimplified example, there'd probably be a lot of other factors at play here, but generally speaking, if you don't take the time to know your plan B and evaluate that plan, and then to be able to compare that to what you have on the table, you really could, uh, even without realizing it, make a really bad decision. All right, so I hope you guys find that helpful. Uh, in the next post, we're going to continue this. We're going to look at when you come to an impasse in negotiations, how do you find new options that unlock new possibilities to break through a stalemate? Thanks, and talk to you next time.